Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in 3, 2, 1. Let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 welcome to the Rated R Safety Show. Oh, yes. Today's, let's see, what is it? Today's Wednesday, July the 15th of 2020, day 197 of the year, and only, 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 only. 169 more days to go. Anyways, how are you doing today? Hopefully you're off to a fantastic start. I, I Should I say start? It is midday. Maybe start is not really the part of the equation that we should be talking about. But hopefully you're having a fantastic day so far. Yeah, that's for sure. So automatically you're going to notice some things, some slightly different angles, some changes, because we're just trying to prepare for a prettier studio at some point. <laughs> Long story there, but maybe at some point in the not, not so distant future, maybe we can all go to a place where we can all have fun together. <laughs> yeah, a lot of there, a lot of stuff in there. You really have to be on the inside, Iggy, to understand what the hell's going on. Anyways, we're coming to you live from the Safety FM studios currently inside of Orlando, Florida, and we are broadcasting live across the Safety FM networks, a plethora of shit that's around there. So we are streaming live on safetyfm.tv, safetyfm.com, safety.fm, also the platforms, the streamers that we have, the Alexa skills, you know, that kind of stuff. So anyways, hopefully you're off to a fantastic day. I know it's midweek, normally known as hump day, and we try to get things moving and grooving like we always do around here. Now, I'm going to tell you, I am 100% convinced that I screwed up in getting everything done because I did not prepare 100%, and I did not, br- I didn't bring my bag that I normally bring into the studio with me for some reason today. I left it on the outside, and I did not bring batteries with me, and I'm kind of concerned on one of the mice here. But that's a whole other story. Anyways, let me not drag along too much. And let's get you started with some feature story news. Because that's really why you're here. Here is the news on the Rising Bar Safety Show. I knew it, this stupid mouse. 
News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. The US is imposing sanctions on some employees of Chinese technology companies, including Huawei. The announcement follows the UK's decision to bar the Chinese telecoms giant from its 5G network, which US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo hailed at a press briefing today. From FSN's Washington bureau, Giles Gibson reports. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced this latest move in the Trump administration's pressure campaign on Huawei at a press conference in Washington. The State Department will impose visa restrictions on certain employees of the Chinese of Chinese technology companies like Huawei that provide material support to regimes engaging in human rights violations and abuses globally. It's not clear which other Chinese firms could be affected. On Tuesday, the British government announced a U-turn in its policy towards Huawei, telling telecoms operators, including BT, they must remove Huawei equipment from their 5G networks by 2027. The EU's second highest court has ruled that Apple will not have to pay Ireland 13 billion euros back in taxes. After winning an appeal, it follows a record ruling against the US tech giant by the European Commission in 2016. From FSN's bureau in Brussels, Lucy Hoff reports. The judgment is a major blow for the European Commission and its antitrust chief, Margareta Vestia. Back in 2016, it ruled that Ireland had breached EU rules on state aid by giving Apple unfair tax benefits demanding that Ireland recover the money and pay interest on top. That was appealed by both Apple and Ireland. And in a major ruling on Wednesday, the EU's second highest court has overturned the original judgment. It says the Commission hadn't proved that Apple broke competition rules. The Commission says it will study the judgment and review the next steps with the possibility of an appeal at the European Court of Justice. Disneyland Paris is reopening after a four-month closure but with reinforced health and safety measures. The move comes just days after the entertainment company's park in Hong Kong was closed down again due to a new outbreak of coronavirus there. From FSN's bureau in Paris, Ross Cullen reports. With more than 50 attractions, two theme parks and eight hotels, Disneyland Paris is one of the most visited amusement and theme parks worldwide. Disney says it will manage limited attendance through a new online reservation system and face masks will be compulsory for visitors. But the company has added billions of dollars to its debt load, slashed executive salaries and furloughed tens of thousands of employees worldwide as it battles the effects of the pandemic. Analysts predict Disney could see a loss of a billion dollars in income for each month that its parks remain closed. Ross Cullen, Paris. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Wow, did you like that little flashy thingy? That was kind of cool. Anyway, so here we are, and you know how this is going to go. We're going to start talking. We're going to start going down the path. We're going to talk about the news. I always get kind of pissed off when feature story news qualifies and does some of the stories that I was already planning on doing. But hey, that happens because what happens here is that the news update actually changes from the time that I get it because it's so real time. So what do I mean by that? So right now, we could be talking about one thing. Things can change so quickly that by the time that I'm going to talk about it, Feature Story News has already jumped me um, ahead of time. Well, kind of ahead of time, behind the time, however you want to look at it, in regards to getting the information out there to you. So should we start talking about Disney now, or should I wait a few minutes and then, you know, talk about it later? I don't know. I never know where to start, especially when somebody messes up the news story like that. They didn't really mess it up. I'm just kind of bitching already because I like to bitch, I think. I don't know. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, as you know, we have to try to be something around here, and entertaining is probably a good start. So, 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 so many weird things and awkward things and strange things going on in this new multiverse of ours that I don't even know where to start anymore when we start having some of these conversations. But I guess that's a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you want to take a look at it. So let's go from the very beginning here. So going off at the top of the shit list or the hit list, however you want to look at it. So let's go from there. Right away, researchers have discovered a new species of dinosaur known as, yeah, that one right there before I screw up the name because you know that's going to happen. It's a paralysis. 
<laughs> and it is in the Montana Badlands. The creature, which lived 66 million years ago, had pronounced claws and at the end of its arms, according to a study published in Creatures Research. Yeah, in addition to the hooklands, the dinosaur had expressionary long legs, a snout filled with teeth. Well, no shit. A snout filled with teeth? A snout filled with teeth. That's kind of interesting. Okay, and was discovered with slick, primitive feathers. So how does a dinosaur have feathers? Can somebody please explain? Because I would love to understand that one, because that's kind of interesting. While the dino had a unique look, it actually, it's clever name that was garnished in the most interest. What? What? What is going on here? I feel like I'm losing it with the dinosaur already. Duh. I guess that happens. Anyways, anyways, anyways... Well, like I already said about that, according to researchers, researchers, the Trirecti, yeah, that's what it is, Trirecti, a seer-faring ship, captain in Greek, in Ancus meaning hook in Latin, which combined means Captain Hook in reference to the hook-handed pirate from Peter Pan. So why couldn't we just say from the very freaking beginning of the damn thing <laughs> that... The name comes from Peter Pan. But no, we have to turn around and say it's Captain Hook and try to give all this weird bullshit that I don't speak. But hey, that's just me speaking here. But who knows what the hell is going to go on today? You know? Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Okay, so you know that I'm just joking. I'm just being sarcastic for today. (laughs) anyway so you know how this goes we have these conversations and talk about a lot of things so let me tell you something about last night not that kind of thing just want to tell you about last night so last night you probably did notice and i'm going to tell you what i did so maybe i do owe you an apology maybe i don't depending on how you look at it we were testing out some things here at the station and we fed the video feed out there again We did reference that it was a rerun. And I understand how video on demand works for the most part. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm great at it, but I understand it. So we rebroadcast the earlier show from yesterday. But a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but some people thought that it was live. And they started replying to the crap that I was saying during that time. It was a test. So I apologize for the people that didn't get responded to, but I also wanted to t- wanted to test something with this new piece of software that we have acquired. So sorry that it was live, not live, or recorded and not live. Maybe that's the way I should say it. Maybe that's the better option on what I'm trying to say. Duh. Okay, so let's talk real quick. Let's continue down the news path, because I think that's going to be important to what we have going on. Twins born with their skulls fused together were successfully separated by a doctor at Vatican Pediatric Hospital last week. The girls, Arena and Pravina, Bangalow, yeah, Bangalow, were born in 2018 in Central African Republic with attached skulls and shattered critical blood vessels near their brain. Dr. Carlo Maras chief of pediatric neo-surgery at Bambino, Jesse, said that the girls were recovering well and are expected to lead normal lives after rehab phase is over with. So I take a look at this. Don't get me wrong. I don't want, we talk about people being connected at the hips. Right here, we're talking about people being connected at the head, which I would imagine is not going to make life easier. We can also have a whole conversation about how to get on close. So they did have a successful separation. Now, let's talk about it because you know that I know that in the past, at least when I was younger and looking into all these weird surgery things that do take place, separations normally don't work out well for, well, why is my thumb black all of a sudden? What did I touch? Anyways, um, does not work out well for kids that are being detached. Is detached even the word to say? So I don't know. What are you thinking here? Don't worry. I'm not going to lick my thumb. I know, you know, all the CDC requirements. Now I have to find my hand sanitizer real quick. (laughs) But anyways, let's think about that real quick. So how do you think that's going to work out? And if you were attached, 
do you think that it should have been changed if it was you personally or you would have been like, screw this, I'm not doing that? I don't know. We're just having the convo here, you, I, and the others, because I think it's important to have the conversation. You know, a lot of things do happen from time to time, and that's just kind of the way that it goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so much to go over here in the news today. Okay, so despite the extra precautions to avoid the coronavirus, 82 campers, counselors, and staff, summer camp, uh, counselors and staff at a summer camp in Missouri have tested positive. Yeah, I call that a pregnant pause. The camp located near Branson is now closed, but the state has no plans to shut down other summer camps, according to Dr. Randall Williams, director of the state health department. So as you look at this and hear this shit, because that's definitely what it is, is shit. What do you think here? Do you think that is a good idea to go to a summer camp? Do you think it's an excellent idea at the moment to do all these weird things related to summer camp stuff? I mean, don't get me wrong. I like summer camps as much as the next person because I'm not going to say that I don't. But man, what's going on here? So many things to think about as we do talk about it because it's like, okay, so you have a summer camp, you decide to open it under what reason? Because that's the other thing to think about. It like, it just doesn't logistically make sense on why someone would want to go. Well, not why somebody would want to go to summer camp, because I would say that's a lie, but on all of a sudden deciding to send your children into a summer camp, especially knowing what the high risk that's out there at the moment. So 82 tested positive. Now, how does that get recovered going forward? I mean, not realistically, how does it get recovered? But how does that go? Maybe that's the question moving forward. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. It could still be considered magical, however you want to take a look at it. So let's go through this relatively quick here. Daniel Lewis Lee. Don't get him confused with the actor, just in case, because I know that there's a name very close to that, but that's not the name. I don't want to kind of put them in the same line, but it's relatively easy to do. Daniel Lewis Lee, the self-proclaimed white supremacist who tortured and killed an Arkansas family, was executed on Tuesday morning in Indiana. The 47-year-old, whose victims include an 8-year-old girl, was injected with lethal dose of Pentraball at 8.07 a.m. His was the first federal execution that has taken place since 2003. So as you hear this and we talk about it, what do you think? What do you think about the executions now taking place again from the Fed level? Something that we have not seen in a long period of time. Do you think that, or not do you think, is it something that you agree with? Or do you think that it's something that shouldn't be there? Relatively easy, you can turn around and say, well, this could be political. Not trying to be political, trying to ask a question. What is your thought process? Thinking is still allowed. We do allow that around here, at least so they say. So think about it for a moment and what's your thought process about the whole thing. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, an af- after an early day lull, Wall Screen surged forward in its three indexes, finishing the trading day in a positive territory. Dow Jones Industrial Average led the charge as it advanced more than 2.1% or 555 or 556 points better saying. The energy and industrial stocks were the biggest gainers as Caterpillar, ExxonMobil and Chevron all had big days. Bank stock bank stocks had a rough day as Wells Fargo and Citigroup both saw major sell-offs. Sirius XM, home of Howard Stern, 
climbed after hours as the company announced new dividend payable quarterly for each share. The company also approved a plan to buy back over $2 billion billion worth of common stock. So what do you think? I remember many, 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 many moons ago when that Sirius XM stock was not worth anything for the most part. But boy, have things changed as of late, which is a good thing. Always like to see where, you know, things can improve, increase, and so on. So never, you know, can complain about that kind of stuff. That's for sure. Okay, so let's continue. Gun sales. Yeah, I did say gun sales have skyrocketed in the wake of the coronavirus cases, the nationwide protests, and the movement to defund the police. According to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, gun sales rose to an unusual highs in March as government-ordered lockdowns led to high unemployment levels. According to the NSSFF, National Shooting Sports Foundation, the majority of the sales were for personal protection. A 57-year-old Minneapolis resident said that he applied for a permit because he is afraid the police aren't able to protect him. The FBI have received... Let me, how, let, me, let me rephrase that. The FBI have re- revealed that they proceeded nearly 8 million background checks between the months of March to June. They noted that in June, background checks were up 136% compared to last year. The highest since it began conducting checks. So what do you think? I have a lot of friends or people that I interact with or people that we do the Chatty Chatty Kathy stuff where they have told me that they're interested in guns and people in the past that have never even touched a gun are now interested in getting a permit. What do you think? Have you received a permit or a gun permit within the last three months? Have you applied for one? Have you acquired one? Have you went to a shooting range? Have you thought about guns differently? Or did you already have a gun previously? And then all of a sudden said, hey, now it's time to have an arsenal. Just kidding about the arsenal thing. But think about it. There's so many different ways to look at this. There's so many different things that one can say now. Is it worth having a gun if you didn't have one? Should you pile up more on guns if you do have some already? What's your thought process, especially as we are seeing all these things change going forward? Think about it for a brief moment, because, you know, it's an easy thing to do. Are guns important and detrimental to your life? Do you think you should have one? Or are you anti? Are you anti-gun? You can be either way. Just think about it. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So let's talk about it real quick because we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to, you know, reference it, move around and do some different things here because that's definitely the way that it's going to work. Have you been to Hawaii? Have you planned to go to Hawaii? Have you given any thoughts, any illusions of going, doing, participating, viewing, besides watching it on the screen? Well, because I got some news to share with you. Hawaii has delayed reopening tourism for out-of-the-state visitors until September the 1st. Governor David announced that he wants to wait another month to waive the 14-day quarantine requirement for out-of-state visitors. He said based on the increased cases, both local and in mainland states, along the shortage of testing supplies, he doesn't feel comfortable opening it back up on August the 1st. The quarantine requirement had closed tourism to the state since March of this year, of course, causing the unemployment rate to hit a 22.6%. That's the nation's second highest. So what do you think here? Do you think the governor is doing the correct thing? Or do you look at it and go, Mr. Governor, Mr. Governor, you're doing the wrong thing there. I mean, I think it's an interesting perspective. That's for sure. In regards to what he's doing. I think that right now we are at the point that it is very difficult to say if people are doing the right or wrong thing. Now, of course, if we ever get out of all this shit, the history books will tell us 
on if we did the right or wrong thing. But what are you thinking now during the process? What are you thinking as we are moving? Because that's a good chunk of the question. It can't just be what's going to happen once it happens. And I was having a conversation yesterday with some people that they were telling me that it seems like people are just afraid to make a decision nowadays with everything going on. And I don't know if I totally disagree with their comment. It seems like there's a lot of fear out there on what to do because you don't want to do the wrong thing. I think the worst thing we could do is not do anything at all. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. That reminds me, now listening to that face for radio thing that this little lovely little announcer just said. So yesterday, I am actually... Having a conversation with a group of people, we're doing it almost via the same medium if you're watching on the safetyfm.tv aspect, where we're doing a video. And sometimes I do stuff from the studio, just kind of similar to how we have the layout here. So if you're watching, you would see the exact same background. And we get to this portion where we are introducing ourselves. It's someone who I consider close interviews me or not interviews me says hey just in case if you're wondering about jay yeah he does radio that's why he looks like that and i so defaulted automatically to boy do do i have the face for radio thing duh and i said that out loud the person turned bright red which was kind of hilarious at the time but i was like wow i have started this moniker of that I have this face for radio, which I think is funny, and I'm perfectly fine with it. And now people, other people are saying it. So I wonder, what other things can I start? Really? Like, realistically? Like, I have this guy that calls me something all the time via social media. It's a good context. So maybe I should just start using that. Maybe it'll, it'll start catching on. You, you never know. You never know on how that goes. But anyways, let's continue, continue, continue down the path here. So here we go. A new study suggests that the moon is not as old as initially thought. Researchers from the German Aerospace Center now believe that the Earth's natural satellite is 4.425 billion years old, about 85 years younger than previously thought. Now, are we really having an argument when your age of 4.425 billion, and now you matter of fact, you're 85 years younger. Really? Like, really? Duh. Duh. The new age is based on researchers re-examining the timeline of when the moon first formed. Now, I have to tell you, if you have not listened to the episode recently from Drew Ray and David Proven of the Safety of Works podcast, show, whatever you want to call it, you might want to take a listen on how to find adequate research. I would love, 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 love to see the research paper on that bad boy. On We deemed it 85 years younger. Like, really? I'm so confused by that. I mean, I'm not okay. I shouldn't say that because sometimes people really believe that. I just go, how did you narrow it down to 85? How do you know it's not 83? How do you know it's not 20? Like what was the scientific factor, the proof, the data set or data set that set it apart, that made it different, that made it worth your while? To make the story. Think about it for a moment. Just for a brief moment. Brief, 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 brief. Are you thinking about it? Okay, anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. Miss Maxwell, you know, Epstein's friend, has been denied bail. We kind of already knew that that was going to happen. I had a pretty good idea. You knew it. I knew it. So let's share it together. Judge Allison Nathan 
said that the bridge shows your light. An ex, an ex of convicted pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein, posed too great of a flight risk to be allowed to leave prison. Nathan noted that Maxwell's foreign connection and her extraordinary capacity to evade directions and detections, because it's definitely not directions, when ruling at no combination of conditions could ensure that she wouldn't try to flee. Maxwell is charged with conspiracy and perjury in multi-state sex trafficking ring involving three unnamed minors between 1994 and 1997. So what are you thinking here? 94, 97, we're talking roughly about 26 years to 23 years. So this is where we start having questions about statutes of limitation, if there is such a thing when it comes to this, which there probably shouldn't if there is. The other portion that we need to talk about and have a brief discussion and really move forward with is what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that we're going to see something similar to Epstein? Or are we going to see something entirely different? There's a lot of questions there. And if you do take a look, and you have to be so careful when you do, until this whole conversation with quote-unquote pedophiles, there's a lot of weird information out there. There's a lot of research or stuff that you can search online related to how people do sex trafficking. Not some of the greatest things to look up. And I will tell you, you have to be extremely careful because it can take you to some very bad websites that you should never want to see. But also at the same time, too, as you do the searching and try to do some of the investigation, there's some very weird things that happen on major websites that tie into other things. And we could have a long conversation. Maybe we should dedicate a whole episode to talking about some of that. Now, we would have to be careful on how deep that rabbit hole would go because we could give and provide information on things that you can find, but you have to be careful on what you pull up. So just something to reference real quick as I am making that statement. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so New York City saw 17 people shot on Monday, an astronomically high tally for a weekday, according to a law enforcement. Shit, it should be a high tally for any point, not just a weekday, but whatever. Brooklyn saw the most violent violence with 10 shootings and a total of 12 victims surrounding the bureaus also reported multiple shootings. All but one of the victims who is currently clinging to life after being shot in the head are expected to survive. So when you start looking at this and we start having these conversations and we start going, okay, cool, this is what's going on. Okay, maybe not so much the cool part, but we're talking about it. And we say, okay, this is what we're seeing out there inside of our multiverse, inside of the real world. Now, it does not give a descriptor of where a lot of the shootings occurred. But we have to start talking about that, especially you being a safety professional, me being a safety professional. How do you set up for active shooters inside of your organization? Is it run, hide, fight? Or what do you look at? And of course, with everything being so different at the moment with the lockdown and everything else going on, how does that work? We have to talk about a lot of strange things as of late. And I know that it is. And I know that it's not, you know, the perfect conversation. It's not the perfect world of, hey, well, Jay, let's not talk about that. Hey, Jay, everything's grand. No, it's not the case. There's a lot of things that we have to talk about. There's a lot of things that have changed inside of this multiverse of ours. And no, it's not an Avengers reference when I say multiverse, just in case. But think about it. There's so much stuff going on. We just don't know where to go next. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM.
Okay, so let's talk about it real quick. RBG was admitted to a Baltimore hospital on Tuesday for treatment of possible infection. This is according to the Supreme Court, said in a statement. The court explained that the 87-year-old underwent an endoscopic procedure at John Hopkins on Tuesday after to clean out a bile duct stent that was placed back in August. Adding that the justice is resting comfortably and will stay in the hospital for a few days to receive intravenous antibiotic treatment. I have to tell you, that's a lot of detail. I feel like that's a lot of detail on what's going on. I really do. I don't know why, but I do. I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, I think if you and I were at the hospital, I don't know if we would share that much information with our staff about what the hell's going on exactly. I mean, there's a lot of info there. You don't have to be a you know a great researcher to determine some of it. So just think about that real quick. Anyways, let's get into the swampland. Let's talk about some of the stuff that, you know, I don't like talking about, but we talk about it anyways. You know, let's talk about the world of politics. Joe Biden campaign launched its first election ad in Texas on Tuesday. The ad featured the former VP speaking directly to Americans who are feeling anxious or fearful and looking for leadership during a time of crisis. The ad also slated to run in Arizona, Florida, and North Carolina. So we're going to start seeing that. As you already know, we are getting towards, you know, what are we? In the middle of July. So November is not that far away. We're going to start having those conversations about what's going on inside of that world, about what's going on inside of that multiverse of politics. And, you know, it's going to be a cluster because that's what it is every four years about what's going on. And I don't care what side of the parties you sit on, if you're the left, the right, the middle, whatever. It's always a cluster, but it is what it is. You're going to get inundated with campaigns and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Anyways, let's continue. A Wisconsin, Cong- a Wisconsin congresswoman coughing fit at the state Republican Party convention was nothing more than a dry throat, according to his campaign. And it says Congresswoman, but then it's a band that it's talking about, so that's a little confusing. U.S. Representative Glenn Grothman coughed uncontrollably on Saturday when speaking at the convention in front of about 300 massless attendees in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The clip of him coughing hit Twitter where, it was been, where it's been viewed 4.3 million times. His campaign manager said that the cough has not persisted and that Grothman is exhibiting no other symptoms according to other symptoms associated with COVID-19. He previously took a test with a negative result. Attendees of the GOP convention were provided masks, but were not required to wear them. That's weird. Why the hell give people that? Well, I think I'm going to give you a mask. You don't have to wear it, even though we're telling people to wear a mask everywhere else. Kind of the way that that's working as of late. But what do I know? Anyways, let's talk about it. I know the feature story snooze already mentioned it, but I'll mention it here too. Disney World's last two theme parks reopened as of oi, 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 which means today, just in case you didn't know that. Days after reopening two theme parks amid the spike of the coronavirus in Florida, Walt Disney World on Wednesday welcomed back visitors to two more theme parks that had been shut since March because of the new coronavirus. The Florida theme park resort reopened Epcot and Disney Hollywood Studios, which supposedly supposed to be packed out to capacity, Hollywood Studios at least, completing a rolling opening Disney World theme park that's started last weekend with Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom welcoming back visitors. The parks were last of Orlando's major theme parks to reopen after being shut since March. Both Universal Studios and SeaWorld opened their doors last month. All of the theme parks have new restrictions, just in case if you weren't aware. The number of visitors being allowed in has been capped to allow social distancing and reservations are required. All visitors and employees must wear masks and get their temperatures checked at the time of entering the park, just in case if you're not aware. Disney's employees won't be allowed to take photos of visitors in front of Cinderella's castle since it involves touching a tourist's camera. 
Don't know if you knew that one, but I wanted to share it with you just in case. Duh. Disney World posted on its website that an inherent risk of exposure to COVID-19 exists in any public place where people are present. There will be no live shows at Disney World since reopening has caused a labor dispute between Disney and actors and singers. I'm just telling you, that's what the news is there, okay? Don't take it out on me. I'm just giving you the information that's happening, dude. The union that represents Disney World actors and singers has filed a grievance against Disney, saying that their members faced retaliation for demanding coronavirus tests. The actors and singers initially were called back to work, but that invitation was rescinded after the union made public their concerns about the lack of testing for actors and singers who can't wear a mask while performing, according to Actors Equality Association. That's a pickle. That's not going to make me a. That's I'm not going to make any fans talking about this with the Disney people. I like Disney. I like Universal. I really like Universal. I like SeaWorld too, but I really like Universal. I should almost go as far as say that I really love Universal. That's a whole other story. Despite the theme parks being reopened, not all Disney World's 77,000 members workforce have been called back to work because of the limits on attendance. A coalition of unions that represents about 43,000 workers says that only about 20,000 members have been called back to work. So there you go. There we know about the furloughs in the works in the workplaces and how that shit happens. But we are just talking about talking about things that are going on inside of the real world because that's what we talk about. Maybe we should get to our main story next. Maybe we should get to where it I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Fiker Law. That's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about it. You know that that was the name. That was the title of the episode. In case you saw it, if you didn't see it, let's go through it anyways. Southwest Florida hospitals are showing testing 100% positive. Yeah, I said 100% positive for COVID-19, but they say that it's wrong. So let's break it down real quick. Is Florida positive rates accurate? Several organizations that perform tests for the coronavirus show that a 100% positivity rate, including many Southwest Florida symptoms, hospital systems, are showing that. The state says it's working with labs to make sure that they are reporting accurately. But the hospitals say that they are submitting the submitting it right to begin with. So where's the mistake? Concern sparked on Tuesday because the Florida Department of Health shows that multiple labs in the state with a 100% positive testing rate. That would mean that every single person tested received a positive result. Now, the reason that I'm going so specific today in Florida, not is because I live here, because I know some people are going to say that, and not that I'm trying to do regionalized radio, because I hate that shit too. But what I want to talk about as we mentioned this is that we're seeing the most cases out of Florida. So this is why I'm focusing on this news story in particular about Florida. And not that, you know, we don't hear a lot of shit around the news from Florida regardless, because we always get a lot of freaky stuff that happens here. So anyway, let's continue. Lee Health and other hospitals say that that's wrong. But at this point, no one knows more why the, on why the error exists. Data were analyzed from about 110 healthcare locations in Florida showed that everyone who went to them tested positive for COVID-19. The labs were mostly small independent labs or small labs with big hospitals. A small lab at Lee Memorial Hospital shows 405 out of 405 tested positive for COVID-19. But the Lee Health has tested thousands of people and say that the positive rate is about 18%. So let's continue. Those numbers also showed up in the State Department's health data. NCH Health 
care system, DeSoto Memorial Hospital, Hendry Regional Medical Center, and Advanced Medical of Naples all have labs showing 99% or 99 out of 100% positive. All it's wrong. Advanced Medical of Naples flat out told us, according to the data, being inaccurate. The FDOH says that some labs aren't reporting negative cases. They are working to educate those labs. Yet all Southwest Florida health care systems who responded to us said that they reported both positive and negative test results. It will take more time to figure out where the, where the problem is and what's exactly occurring. So if I go based on the information that I'm seeing, when we see that Florida and yes, I am calling it by the state now, has all these cases that are popping up. How do we look at it? Is it legit or is it error being entered in? And I'm going to tell you, and we're going to have the brief, 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 brief discussion about it. If it is error by it being inputted, the media is going to rip this shit apart. It's kind of what happens. But if it's accurate, that would mean that you don't even want to go outside or even come to Florida with everything going on. And believe me, no one wants to see Florida in that kind of light, but it's definitely a conversation to have. But I just don't believe that 100% belief, listen to my words, believe that 100% of everybody taking a test is going to come back positive. And then the other thing is that the news story does not cover is how long has that been going on? 100%. Across the board, all the way, is what's going on. Do you know what that, what that means? I mean, think about it for a second. Think about it for a moment. Think about what I'm saying here. 100% of people tested have it. I just don't get it. I just really, 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 really. Did I say really? Like, I really, really don't get it at all because it doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. But I think you already know that. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so no winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for an $87 million jackpot or a $70.2 million cash payout if you're into that kind of thing. So just so you know, also if you're a big radio person, you like listening to the radio and you like seeing people from the radio, tonight on Jimmy Kimmel, Ryan Seacrest will be on there and he'll also be on there with Kelly Ripa. Just in case you didn't know, so will J.J. Watts. Has nothing to do with radio. Just reference ring real quick. And host Sebastian Mariscalo will be on there as well. I guess if I say one, I should say the rest. Jimmy Fallon will have Jay McAvee on there. Stacey Abrams in My Morning Jacket. Whatever the hell that means. Stephen Colbert will have Ricky Gervais and W. Camus Bell. Seth Meyers will have Shalise Theron, which I'm assuming that she'll be talking about her new movie. And if you're watching James Gordon, well... A rerun tonight, so maybe you've already seen it. Talked about this a couple days ago. We'll go back real quick. Information going on inside of the world of show business. Lisa Marie Presley's son, Benjamin Keoff, struggled with drugs and alcohol and had recently been in rehab, according to multiple sources. Benjamin, who committed suicide on Sunday, often bought up how being raised in Scientology really fucked him up as a kid. He grew up in a religion. With his sister Riley and his dad Danny Kioff, Lisa Marie was part of the cult for a bit, but left after failing, after falling out with the leader David Miscavige. Miscavige, really, it's Miscavige. A friend of Kios told Page Six that his entire family was shaped by Scientology, and they were paying the price. Still, sad news to hear. I have to tell you, you don't really hear or see a lot of stories about Scientology. I mean, you hear about it every once in a while, but you don't hear a lot of stuff about it. And they do have a whole TV channel, or they did. I don't know if they still do. I haven't, I haven't looked in a bit. But they had a whole TV channel launch and everything. And I will tell you that if you ever make it to Florida... Wouldn't do it right now, just in case, based on you know some of the stuff that we're seeing. But if you do ever make it down to Florida, 
there is a shitload, especially in Clearwater, buildings owned by the people from the Scientology. So I don't even know why I went down that rabbit hole. But I mean, the area is beautiful. I'll tell you that. But it's very interesting on how the buildings are laid out. And they have like full-blown hotels down in that area. It's a, I mean, it's really interesting. It's really interesting on how, how it looks. Nothing against religion or anything along those those lines. Just a reference piece. Anyways, let's continue down real quick talking about some of the stuff going on in the showbiz world. John Bergeron and Aaron Andrews will not be returning to host the 27th season, their 29th season of Dancing with the Stars. While a few details were shared, ABC did release a statement thanking both Tom and Aaron for making the show a success, adding that they will be missed as the dancing competition embarks in a new creative direction. Tom has been on the show since 2005 and Aaron joined back in 2014. So that's a, that's going to be a pretty big change. And I love Tom um, Bercheron when he used to be on America's Funniest Home Videos. Thought it was great. New host is good, too. Don't get me wrong. But it'll be interesting to see what he does next. Anyways, let's continue. Prosecutors have agreed to lower Lori Lawrence. Yeah, you know, from what the, what the name of the Full House from Full House. And her husband's Massimo Genova bound from $1 million to $100,000 as their lawyer states they are not a flight risk. Speculation is that the couple are seeking the removal of the requirement that their bonds be secured by the lien on their home that is currently in escrow. As reported yesterday, Lori and Massimo finally sold their Bel Air mansion for millions under their asking price. So maybe that's part of the reason right there. Anyways, let's continue real quick. Jennifer Grey is set to start and produce in a new yet but titled dance movie for Lionsgate. Just in case you don't know who Jennifer Grey is, Dirty Dancing. Look at it that way. That's where she's from. While details are being kept under wraps, there have been some rumblings of a new Dirty Dancing could be in the works. Dirty Dancing. So if you're into that kind of stuff, good for you. Congratulations. Oprah Winfrey and Gail King reunited over the weekend for the first time in months after King spent two weeks in Oprah's guest house. King and her CBS This Morning show teamed hold up in the guest house on Oprah's estate until the coronavirus results came back negative. Once that happened, the longtime pals shared a hug and celebrated freedom at dinner. Well, I guess that's different. That's different for sure. Just one way to look at it. Another, let's see, another artist has asked President Trump to stop using the music for political rallies. Andrew Weber sent Trump a, a team a cease and desist letter for overusing their song Memory. The letter was sent out from the original, or was, hold on. The letter was sent out after original Cat star Betty Buckley, or Betty Buckley, urged the legendary composer to stop Trump teaming from playing her signature song at rallies. So something to think about as it moves forward more and more and more and more. Anyways, let's go into some information here about Elon Musk. Smile real quick for the camera. Is back on back to supporting Kanye West for president despite tweeting that he felt that they had too many different of opinions for him to fully support the president's run. Musk told Page Six that he explained his thoughts in more in depth and some of the reasoning behind why he said what he, he said to Forbes, and it makes more sense than many people realize. However, Musk does not feel that 2024 would be better timing, although he did not explain why. A lot of weird stuff there. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. The NFL has introduced the Oakley Mouth Shield. Yeah, I did say the Oakley Mouth Shield, a product designed in Oakley's collaboration with doctors and engineers from the NFL and the NFLPA, Players Association, to help mitigate the spread of the coronavirus on the field. The product is, pla is a plastic sheet that extends down and attaches on the face guard. The airways and opening of the mouth and the shield are none that allow any direct transmission of droplets, according to the chair of the NFL Engineering Committee, Dr. Jeff Crandall. So far, the two biggest concerns to date have been visibility of breathability, according to the NFL Players Union, Medical Director Dr. Tom Mayer. Houston, Texas Defense's lineman J.J. Watt 
has other and other players are firmly against the idea of wearing a face shield. <laughs> the group is pushing back against the face shield as they negotiate safety protocols with the NFL. Sources told ESPN. So what do you think? A face shield. Well, at least it's by Oakley. I mean, we could almost have the the whole thing of we're wearing a mask. Yes, a mask. That's one other way to look at it. Anyways, let's talk about a couple of different things before we get into the days of the year that you can celebrate. Well, as we've been talking about as of late, more and more, so we're not going to change the subject. That's for sure. Right now, if you're struggling through any thoughts of depression, suicide, or so on, please Please, please, please call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So if you give them a call, they'll be able to help you out with anything that you're having related to mental issues, or you can go to the website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. So those are two options that are available, or those are two possibilities of getting to the same option. Or you can go to a website to call that's called to write love on her arms. That's to write love on her arms, just in case. And there will they will tell you about some local resources that are available in your area that might be able to assist you. Also, we've been talking over the last few days, really weeks at this point, about a website that's known as missingkids.org that's missingkids.org so you know how every once in a while your phone will go off and you have an amber alert this is exactly kind of where everything goes into this is where a lot of the information is actually stored and located these are kids that are missing so if you go to the website take a look around be able to help maybe even your local area of some children that are missing that would be a great thing to do and if you can give any kind of financial donation that would assist as well or even donating of your time that's missing kids Dot org. Some things that are available relatively quick there. Also, we've been talking about it all month long, so I will continue to talk about it a little bit more. Right now, we have a class that will be coming up towards the end of the month that is a hop class. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll show you the image on the screen of what is hop exactly. That is human and organizational performance, just in case. There you go, full screen covering my face. So that is a class that would be available if you're interested in attending. And that is a class we'll be putting on on the 29th of July at 9 a.m. Eastern time. If you're interested in signing up, you can go to safetyfm.io. That's safetyfm.io for more information. Also, we have a contest going on at safetyfm.com forward slash contest to be able for three lucky winners, three, one, two, three, lucky winners to win tickets to or a ticket to participate inside of that particular class. So if you're interested in either one, you can go to safetyfm.com forward slash contest or you can go to safetyfm.com dot io or you can even go to the live virtual session section that's on our website those are some availabilities that are there for you anyway so that's what we have going on there i think that's kind of it'll be a fun time amongst the people that show up to go to that so if you're interested in doing that so please feel free on attending that's for sure okay so let's continue let's talk about some different things that you can celebrate today because i think that these are going to be important duh duh gummy worm day I love horses day. Income tax payday. National be a dork day. National tapioca pudding day. National give something away day. National pet fire safety day. National respect Canada day. Orange chicken day. St. Sweeney day. Take your poet to work day. Well, shit, a lot of people are working from home, so wouldn't that be the the portion where where you're taking them? Just a thought. Just bringing that up just for the sake of bringing it up, of course. Anyway, some things that happened on this day, if you're interested just to know, let's talk about it. Back in 1970, let's see, 1965, the Mariner 4 spacecraft delivers the first satellite images of Mars back to Earth. That happened back in 1965. 65. Also, on in 2016, just in case you did not know, Stranger Things, yeah, that show, makes its debut on Netflix. The hit series created by the Duffer Brothers stars Wayona Ryder, David Harbour, Finn Wolfhard, 
and of course, Millie Bobby Brown. So that's some stuff there that actually started four years ago. Interesting enough. And okay, so let's talk about it real quick. Some brief birthdays. Heath Slater, wrestler, turns 37 today. Ray Toro, guitarist, turns 43. Diane Kruger, actress, 44. Gabriel Iglesias, 44 or 44. Adam Savage turns 53. Marty Wright turns 56. And here you go for the people in my age demo. Forrest Whitaker, movie actor, Black Panther, Southpaw, so on, turns 59 today. Something to think about for sure as we do move forward. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. That is the listener. Without you, we could not do what we do here. Thank you for always coming around and us being the home of real safety talk. And we talk about all kinds of shit all the time. Duh. So I do appreciate you coming out and hanging out and doing the different things. We'll talk about reruns going forward. I don't know if this will be something that we do daily. That's for sure. But anyways, we'll be back tomorrow, Thursday. Make sure you do hang around for Mike Saddam. If you're listening on the radio broadcast version, he'll be coming on here at the very top of the hour. Thank you for everything that you do. I know who you are. You know who I am. I love you. I really do. I couldn't do what I do without you. So anyways, love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical electronic recording or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast jay allen